literally do this every single time. I forget to mute my text messages and I always get oh like, Oh my God. Yes. Beep, I know. I know. Just like beep, beep, beep. Yeah, exactly. Like, so distracting. It's like backstage, but there's no stage. It's a standby for places green room. Welcome to in the green room. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of In the Green Room. I am your host, Margie Zarcone, and I am joined today by Gabby Van Horn. Hi. Who, hi. <laughs> who is currently starring in our upcoming production of Much Ado About Nothing as Beatrice. Gabby, thank you so much for joining me. This is really fun. It's very cool. It's the most uh, personal interview I've ever done, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, Gabby, you have played Beatrice twice before this? Yes, two other times. Yeah, I did it um, in New York when I was living there um, with Underlings Productions. Um, if y'all are still out there, I think y'all are. I think you're still doing stuff. I mean, who's doing anything nowadays? But yeah, um, yeah, phenomenal. Such a, such a, such a wonderful production. We did it in the park um, in like the springtime, I think if I'm remembering. Um, we did it in Astoria Park. And then I did it again when I first moved out here to LA. Um, and I did it downtown um, in a really cool old historic building. Um, and yeah, I, I got to do it again, which I'm just so, so delighted by because this role, my God. There's a lot to dig into. There's- Oh yeah, yeah. There's and a lot to unpack. Yeah, the show is so great every time and just the language like just feels so good in my mouth <laughs> every time I do it. And it, it's a really amazing role. And you are classically trained. Yeah, I went to the Harp School in Connecticut and um, very Shakespeare intensive program. Um, and uh, yeah, I've done a lot of Shakespeare. It's been, it's been great. Friends <laughs> this time around knowing that it was just your voice? Because I, I've seen you perform and you are a very physical actor. <laughs> very true. Um, I mean, definitely different, but I, um, I actually really, really love that I can just read the lines. I mean, it is such a relief in a way. There's so, something so um, comforting about acting, just being a voice actor. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to dive into that as much as I can. And I just... I love reading books aloud. I love, you know, like all of that stuff. But there is something um, so, uh, what's the word? Like, I guess ease is the biggest part of it. There's just th that one little wall that you can knock away. And of course I missed like feeling that intimacy with other actors and being on stage, being able to emote uh, physically, but it's still, it, it feels really cool at the same time. There's something really, nostalgic about it too oh yeah it's like hearing a story before bed yeah oh absolutely and um i feel like i mean with all of the productions that i've heard so far ones i'm in ones i'm not in like everything just feels so intimate and so um electric still it's interesting i've never heard voice acting described as comforting and that mm -hmm. it's absolutely true there's something yeah. very m melodic and yeah. warm about it yeah 
Yeah. And, you know, when you strip away certain senses, you can sort of get to the point of stories a little easier. And, you know, I, I, I connect really easily to all of the podcasts and, you know, books that I listen to on my phone. And so I think it's just such an amazing way to get, get these stories to more people in a different ways. It's very cool. Did it's you really notice cool. different things textually having just, Ooh, um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I, I, if anything, I just feel like I came to Beatrice, uh, the last time I, I did this role was five years ago. So that's a pretty significant jump. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I felt myself so much more uh, having grown and learned as an actor. I've, I really felt her more and, um, and being able to reassess. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm remembering now, like there were so many, I was a bad actor the past couple times that I did Beatrice and like, didn't, I, you know, like I highly <laughs> doubt that. Well, no, no, no. Just, uh, 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 my teachers would be disappointed that I didn't really delve into, um, the, the full script. Um, I pretty much only stuck to the abridged scripts, like didn't go back and reread the full texts. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's pretty shameful, uh, out of behavior from a BFA actor. <laughs> An actor, <laughs> but there were so many things that I I missed. Like, how is it? I've done this show three times now, and how is it there were things that I missed? And so having the chance to actually go back and like really dive into Beatrice again and find all of those sweet little nuances, like I'm forgetting now. But there's, um, yeah, I totally did. Totally, I think that's beautiful that you've grown with Beatrice. Yeah, yeah, so true. Different, like, reincarnations of her at right. different points in your life. I had a teacher say to me once that uh, sometimes something might not click at a certain age or a certain time, mm -hmm. but later may make sense. Yeah. And that sounds like you with Beatrice, that there are right. different things that pop and different things that you notice because you've evolved and gone through right. your life and are in a different place than you were five years ago. Oh yeah. I mean, such a different place. And like, how exciting these characters and these roles and this, this language that is hundreds of years old can grow on such a personal level and on just a huge level. How exciting is that? And it's so amazing that you guys are able to give that to us actors and we're able to give it to the world and just, it's cool. I'll, I'll praise you all day long. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. We're, we're having a blast. In preparing this time for, yeah. for Beatrice the third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you read the script like you're reading it for the first time when you've played the character before or do you, right. do you start from square one or how does that work for you? Because I've, I've never played the same character more than once. So that's interesting. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, inevitably, all of those, like, both iterations are just, like, sort of wash over me as I'm reading it. Um, and so, you know, memories and, like, even just, like, physically remembering how I said those lines in different ways will, like, pop back up, which is really cool. So I think it's almost impossible not to like to come to it with such clear eyes. 
Um, and if anything, it's like reading your journal, you know, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I remember that. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. Oh, I loved that. Oh, and they said that, you know? <laughs> and so it's, it's, uh, it's really fun to come back to it. And like we were saying, you know, it was astounding to still find new stuff this time around. And then I also had, I wonder if it's up there. I'm so glad, but I kept my, my copy of Much Ado that I used when I first, I think I bought, like I had gotten rid of my, uh, my full, what do you freaking call it? The f full text of all Shakespeare, unabridged. <laughs> yeah, like my full, yeah. Full folio, the full. Yeah, yeah, I swear I have a degree, but um, I, I had gotten rid of that. So then I had to go out and like rush find one of those little versions of Much Ado About Nothing. And I had like scribbled in and like crossed out all of the things and had like a few little notes to myself in this copy. Um, so it was cool to also go down memory lane that way. So. so Gabby, you have a extensive musical background and have your own band, right? Yes, yes I do. I, it's a true, true love of mine. Um, I am in a comedy band with two other women. We're called Femity Trio. That's feminism and comedy put together. Love it. And Love it. <laughs> we're like bluegrass, uh, folk, um, feminist, punk rock band, I'd say. And we formed almost five years ago. So, well, maybe not. Maybe four. God, I should know my own history. I think five years ago. We should have an anniversary, truly. I mean, it's like, you know, my fiance and I've been together for five and a half years. Like, femity is just as important. Hello. Um, anyways, <laughs> so we have, uh, we recently came out with a new music video for our song, I Wanna. Feel free to check that out. And uh, yeah, it is, it's a hoot. It's a good time. And we have a comedy album as well. It's called Our First Album. <laughs> And we, I play guitar, uh, Dahlia plays banjo, and Stacy plays accordion. And uh, we just absolutely adore what we do. We feel very lucky to have found each other. Did you start with improv first and then went into Shakespeare? Or was it kind of the same time? Or uh, swapped, actually. Well, I mean... I, I, I've been an actor, I've literally been an actor my whole life. Like as a child, my mom threw me up on stage just because I was loud. And so made sense to put me there. And uh, I did like a little bit of improv and uh, other type of stuff in like junior high and high school and, but nothing extensive. And I always loved comedy and always knew I was a goofball and like wanted to be physical and weird and like, whatever. And then I went to school, I went to college and it was very centered on uh, Shakespeare and classical training and didn't do any improv. And then was when I moved difficult? to New York, sorry? Was that difficult? It was, it was really difficult. I'm not gonna try and like drag my school or anything, but <laughs> uh, I, I learned so, 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 so much about myself and acting from improv and um, there was like an, an improv um, troupe, I guess, uh, at the university that was associated with my school, but um, there wasn't time in any of our schedules to be able to also do that. 
and um because of the structure of my school, it was hard to sort of have other extracurriculars outside of it. It was very much a conservatory type of program. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's just something I was excited about and happy to choose. But I do feel like everybody learns so much from doing improv. As much as I like make fun of it now and make fun of myself for having been in that world for so long, it is, it's very important. If it, if it suits you, if it suits you, there's no need to spend as much money as we have to spend to work our way in the world of improv if you don't like it. <laughs> it's interesting to me that your two interests within theater early on were mm. such opposite yeah. disciplines in a way. Yeah. Here is it's all about the words. It is by the word <laughs> and improv. <laughs> That's yeah. very interesting to me that you found this career through what people would see as being totally opposite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I never truly thought about it, but I guess it, it just made sense to me. I was very attracted to both forms, both art forms, because I, I think there's something, you know, innately human and um, fascinating about Shakespeare and its longevity. And I, I'm really just looking to explore humanity. And, you know, Shakespeare, the whole breadth of his work is, is right there. That's all of, every story you can find is right there in Shakespeare. And um, the same, it really helped me then with improv to just having that classical training. I was already like one step there when it comes to groundedness and like finding, figuring out your reality and saying like, yes to the next thing easily. Um, and yeah, I don't know. They both seem really cool. <laughs> both are really fun. <laughs> they are. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to ask you was what do you think is a common misconception about acting, about living a creative lifestyle that people who do normal things, right? Um, <laughs> that people who aren't in the industry. Oh, that is such a good question. Mainly because uh, I'm really learning to try and not judge acting as an actor already. Like, I feel like I already, I judge it so much and I judge myself obviously through it. Um, so I can relate to, do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, totally. a, a, like a dual situation going on there, but what's a misconception? I don't know. I guess that we're lazy. I mean, we are, but we aren't, you know, like, I, well, we're not. I always hear that too. Lazy. You know, lazy. yeah. Or that, you know, the work that we are doing seems like it would be lazy because, it isn't up to everybody else's standards of what being an actor is. And, you know, there's that great checkoff quote that I'm going to fucking, oops, sorry, excuse me, whatever, um, that I'm going to absolutely bomb. But I, it's like, if uh, the only way to be a good actor is to live life to the fullest, that is so, like, please requote that. But it's very true. Like, we do have to be human beings first 
if we want to expect to inject any humanity in any of the roles that we have. And so, <laughs> you know, um, we're not playing actors. We're not playing actors. Hopefully, uh, luckily there aren't a whole lot of those scripts out there. Those would be a pretty exhausting scripts. Um, but I, you know, also that we're self-indulgent, that we're self-centered, that, you know, all that type of stuff. It's a, it's a juggling game there, you know, of like, I have to live my life to the fullest to be the actor that I want, but also I guess I have to work hard too and, uh, you know, pursue things and make my own work, but also I must get everything from everybody else and, it's all just a juggling game. I'm a little off topic, but no, 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 this is great. <laughs> Gabby, thank you so much for joining me. And I cannot wait to listen to you in Much Ado About Nothing when it comes out. I, I, well, thank you so much for listening to me rambling. And I, I'm not going to downplay myself. Thank you for listening to me. Um, talk about myself for so long. <laughs> Dropping pearls of wisdom. <laughs> um, I, I'm just so, so excited for you guys. I think what you're doing is so great and so exciting. And um, I'm so honored to be part of the process. We are so lucky to have you and hope to have you in many, as many as you will do. Absolutely. Hands down. I've got nothing but time. Gabby Van Horn. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In the Green Room with Gabby Van Horn. I am your host, Margie Zarcone, and we'll see you next time. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm just really amazing. I'm kidding. God, that's awful. We're going to take that out.